You're listening to What the Hell is Michael Jammin Talking About? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creativity, I'm talking about writing, and I'm talking about reinventing yourself through the arts. Hey everyone, it's Michael Jammin. Another episode of What the Hell is Michael Jammin Talking About? I'll tell you what I'm talking about, guys. So as you know, I'm really into talking to creative people who've just done interesting things and have invented themselves in ways. And so ordinarily, I talk to screenwriters and authors and actors and directors, people like that. But I just discovered this guy I want to introduce you to. His name is Phil Wright, and he's the first dancer choreographer I'm talking to, which I think is so, I don't know, I got a lot of questions for you. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thank you for having me. I'm such a fan, man. You oh, don't thank realize you. I'm such a big <laughs> fan. I watch your page all the time. I'm always interested in what you're getting into. Oh, that's very kind. I'm a, I'm a fan of you. I have to know because you're doing something which is is really career. I mean, really interesting. Not a lot of people can make a living as a dancer, and then, and even a choreographer. That's even fewer people. Mm-hmm. And yet, this is what you. So, where did this all begin? Okay, so I'm originally from Miami, Florida. I moved to LA about like 10 years ago. I had, you know, stepped into the dance world, uh, you know, accidentally, I guess, because I wasn't really technically trained What per se. You know, I didn't start at a young age. I, I you know, started dancing on the, you know, streets. That's when we had crews. And, you know, if right. you weren't part of a crew, then you were a nerd. So, <laughs> you know, and I wasn't a nerd by any means. I was, wasn't book smart. So, uh, you know, you had to be a part of a crew and that's what it was. So it sort of kind of kept me off of the street, out of trouble. And, uh-huh. um, you know, fast forward, I moved to L.A. about 10 years ago and uh, just kind of like rebranded myself and in, in, in what I was trying to do with my career. Um, I actually started, you know, teaching children. Uh, to to start things off, right? And, um, you know, kind of got like, you know what? I can, I, I think I could do better. I think I could, you know, uh, you know. When you say teaching children, you were teaching at like schools or where? Yeah, teaching at local dance studios around uh-huh. around the neighborhood, and, and you know, honestly, it just started off like, hey, I, I just need some extra money, man. I, right. you know, I, I, you know, so I'm I'm serving tables at Applebee's, serving two for twenties, and okay. drivers, you know, and right. Then, uh, you know, three o'clock rolls around. I go teach a class and do my double shift, go right back to Applebee's and do the same thing all over again. So, right. Um, and we won't talk about poker nights, but anyway. Um, so you were starting, I mean, you were starting at the bottom, but when you moved to LA, what, did you hope to get in music videos? Like what, what kind of, what kind of, what was your aspiration? Well, I mean, first off, I, I had sort of established myself in Miami. I had, you know, I, I, I started teaching for the Miami Heat dance team. I really on, like uh, Miami Billboard Awards, like, you know, the Latin Billboard Awards. And, you know, I had sort of caught fire in Miami and, you know, I had an apartment in, uh, you know, Biscayne Boulevard. So I was fine. Like, I didn't really need to move. So but, that must have been hard. You're going to leave all that behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you wanted a bigger pool or what? It was a huge, it was a huge sacrifice. And then at that time, my girlfriend, well, now wife right um we you know i i just came home and i just sort of got motivated by my friends who had moved from miami to la and, and how old were you at this point when you decided to leave it all behind dude it was and that's what i i tell my kids this all the time it's, it's never too late i uh-huh. moved i moved to los angeles when i was about 
when I was 26 years old. Right. Okay. Well, you're still young, but okay. But yeah, you're... but like in artistry world, yeah, especially in front. Of, if you're in front of the 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 camera, not you know behind the camera writing or directing. Right. Or right. You know, if you're in front of the camera and you you have eyes on the camera, you have to be, you know, I don't know, fresh. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, especially dancing because you know it takes a wear and tear on your body. I mean, it really yeah. does. Definitely. You know. Yeah. So I, I, you know, during that time, you would consider that, ooh, that's kind of like late in the game. So yeah. I went to L.A. and started all over, man. I had gave up everything. And, um, you know, um, I had dreams and I, I gave it all up and moved to L.A. to sleep on the floor at my friend's apartment, one bedroom apartment with roaches crawling on me. And, you know, and just, you know. <laughs> and then, then where did you start from? I, I should mention, because I haven't said this before. You like you're you're huge on 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 YouTube. You got like well over a million followers. Like that's a big deal, man. That's a very big deal. Thank you. So Thank I mean, you, you know, man, if a household name, but you are you are you're making quite a name for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, I, I like to say this: broke gets creative really quick. Yes. Tell me how. You know, the motivation to not it's not about money per se. It's sort of just being productive. You know uh -huh. what I mean? If I can stay productive, the money will follow. But when you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have opportunities knocking at the door every right. single day. You have to sort of create those opportunities. And so you how were you doing that? What right. were you doing? But this was the time when Instagram was around and we had our we had our 15 second videos. These were 15 second videos. Yeah. And I would go out on the street gorilla style, you know, no permits. Right. You know, I hope they won't catch me now, but no permits, no nothing. And I will, you know, get the most popular song that will drop at midnight, choreograph something, get get uh, two or three friends and record a dance routine in the middle of the street. You know, and this is for it was a Vine or Instagram. This was Instagram. During the okay. Time. This is after Vine. OK. So now, strategically, what I would do is get the, the the teachers that were already teaching in the classrooms. Uh -huh. But I wasn't teaching during that time. No one knew who I was. Right. I knew who those people were because I took those people's classes. So they knew I was a great dancer. They they knew I was good people. So they would say, sure, yeah, Phil, we'll, we'll, we'll dance with you. And no one really, at that time, videos were not big. Right. You know, they weren't a big deal. So I would get them and they, they would just, Hey, look, and I would, my pitch was like, I only need 15 seconds of your time. That's it. 15 seconds, we'll, we'll do two eight counts. That's it. And you'll make an appearance and then you bounce out. But what was your expectation when you were putting these videos up? My expectations were to get into the classrooms to teach classes. Oh, okay. So, be, why? Because you need a following to get to teach in a classroom? Absolutely. Mark. Really? Absolutely. See, that I did not know. Wait, yes, are these like, yes. even in a small little private studio, you need a following? need a following if people don't know who you are they're not coming to take class yeah but i would think that like my daughters went to take dance class and we just there was like a studio in the neighborhood and we went there you know yeah i mean well i'm i'm thinking i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking more of entertainment not you know your resident right. so you know oh, okay so God. these classes are more these are professional dance okay classes. debbie reno's okay dance complex these are like where the pros go to train. okay right you know? And my hope was is to grab these teachers and let them be a part of my video. And I produce it well. I cut it. I get on my little editing app, 
cut it up really good, quick. And my hope was is if they were ever absent, the studios would see that and say, oh, wow, who's this guy dancing with J.R. Taylor? Oh, J.R. Mm-hmm. Taylor's out next week. Let's just get this guy because J.R. Taylor must know this guy. You so know? funny. <laughs> you know, because I, I did a post a while ago where I said, get in the neighbor, get as close as you can physically possible to the person whose job you want, pick up their scraps. And that's exactly what you did. You just yeah. picked up their scraps. And yeah. now, now you're that guy now. Yeah. And you know what? I actually had a friend of mine. He, you know, not, you know, we're, 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 I guess, uh, I don't know, associates. Uh-huh. And he, he came to me. And during that time, I had asked him to be a part of my video. At that time, no one knew me or right. that. And he declined. You know, he was just like, no, I don't have time and everything like that. And now fast forward, six, seven years later, I yeah. invited him to my house to my birthday party, actually. Right. And, and dude, I've, I've never told you this, but I, I have to apologize. Like, yeah. I didn't know you. I, I, I was like, dude, that's water on the bridge. Doesn't matter. You didn't know me. You know what I mean? But right. I had to put myself out there for people to even say my name, whether if it was good or bad. At least I'm buzzing in some type of way. But you see, people didn't know how serious you were because I'm sure you must have known people who did what you did and gave up after about a week and a half. Yeah, but right? my, bro, I, I, my guy was on a tyrant. I, I, I was, I would shoot, I would say like five to seven videos a day, and you know, remember it's only 15 seconds. So I would yeah. shoot that and then release them every day. Right? And if you become. It, it's it becomes it's difficult. It becomes what you you know you're never done. You're never done. It's yeah. like you know I mentioned like work, sorting the mail. Like the mail doesn't stop coming, man. You know, and that's what posting is like. Do you still keep that same schedule? Well, it's tough now. You know, I got two kids. I got a wife. You know what I mean? Like now, my 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 home base is traveling. I travel a lot. Right. I'm always on the plane, and sort of I've I've already built up this sort of following online to where now I can, hey, I'm in Arizona. You know, I can put a post out and say, hey, I'm in Arizona. And then I'll just get a, you know, wild spread of emails. Hey, could you come to my studio? Hey, could you come here? Is that right? So that's how, okay, so I want to know how that works. You decide what city you're going to go to and you'll spend a week there. You decide, this is all your decision, right? I'm going to go to Phoenix. And then somehow, because all these people follow you on social media, these studio owners, they book you and they know that the people are your fans are going to come see you at the studio. So it's like easy for them. Right. It's like almost like a no brainer. Well, 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 that's the hope. You know what I mean? That, you know, you post that and they, they hope that people come to the studio. But in reality, I do so much with posting and promoting their own studio. Yeah. You're going to go to Michael Jamin Ryder's dance studio, uh, five o'clock. See you there. Whether or not people come or not, the fact that I'm showing up there gives you such a boost to say, hey, Phil Wright was at my studio. This is the footage. This is the class footage. You might want to check out Michael Jamin Ryder's studio next time that you're in town. But are you getting paid a percentage of the people who come or are they just booking you and regard, uh, you know? We're past this. So we can't we can't talk about that. We got I want to know the, the how it works to be, you know. No, no, no. We can definitely no. That's that's sort of like the beginning stages of things. Uh-huh. They handle their the their their own the way they want to, but I work off of a flat rate. So right, so they book you. Yeah, you get paid either way. 
Right. They, they booked the hotel, the flight. They booked oh. me. My time. It's so interesting. So it's, you're almost you're almost like a comedian, except you're doing my dance. Own, my own, my own boss, my own company. I created my own company, Feel Right Inc. And you know, was able to go move off of that. And so, what is your like? Do you have employees working for you? So well, I, I I did have an assistant that uh, helped me uh, uh -huh. like all the logistics, like uh, you know, you know, getting the flights and the hotels right. and stuff like that. But she's moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now I'm just solely working for myself right now. Just I don't. How have many? Time. So how how so you travel every week? Are you in a different city every week? Yeah. So I also do work for another company, a dance convention called Break the Floor. Uh -huh. So they they. Hire me seasonal throughout the fall uh, up until the summer, and then I have that. So that's where you see like all I'm in a ballroom full of kids in the classes. <laughs> they have numbers on their chest, right? And, and those yeah. kids, what are what are what do they aspire? What are those kids when you say prof they, they what do you think they want? Most of them want to be professional dancers. Some of them just want to be in the room. Some of them are or. Or you get the families that were past pro dancers that are trying to get the other kids into their kids into dancing. So, you know, yeah. the motivation is like, you know, uh, yes, this is a professional. We're hiring Phil Wright. He's coming to Nebraska. Uh, get your tickets now. You know, you see, and you have to have the right temperament for that because you're, you know, you have to have the right energy to deal with kids. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if there's too a lot of people like you who do that. Well, I would say there's not too many kid teachers out there. Uh huh. It's interesting. You got this niche for enormous yourself. Amount, enormous amount of patients. So yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that that helps me out in my age. You know, uh -huh. very one of the very few that teaches kids. There are other few teachers out there, but uh -huh. I think that's where most of my clock comes from. You know. Do you have like a community of other? dancers like yourself that you talk to who do what you do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. some of them are more on the pro side like you know hey they work with artists per se only right um, interesting luckily for me i'm in a space where i get to do a little bit of everything really you know, i choreograph commercials i just finished a, a commercial with kevin O'Hara and DraftKings. that's going to come out later you got to um, teach him how to dance yeah, well, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He came up to me, uh -huh. and I was like, he was missing his cue. And I was like, uh -huh. because he was supposed to do a pump, and the pyro was supposed to go off in the back. Uh -huh. and, I, and I go up to Kevin. I was like, Kevin, dude, you, you, you got, you're making me look bad, man. You're not, you're not pumping on time. He goes, Phil, when you get to a status like mine, you're gonna do, do whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. As long as the director. I go okay, okay. And I said, well, after we did the take, and I go, well, I guess I'm out of a job then. Thanks, Kev. And he started to laugh. So that was sort of a moment for Funny. me. <laughs> you, know? you know, I was said I said this to my wife a couple weeks ago because I was just I don't know what got me started. I was the thing about choreography, which to me is so because I'm not a dancer. I I don't know how to do anything. It's so interesting. I don't know how you guys do it. It's like you're telling a story with movement and like really good choreography is from my unknown, you know, my, my, my opinion is like, as just an outsider, it to me is like, it's so specific to that song. It's almost like you can't even use that move in another song. Like a, an extreme example would be Michael Jackson's thriller. Like, okay, you're dancing like a zombie. You can't use those zombie moves in another video. It just won't work. You're it's, right. it's, and it's like, I don't know how you guys do that. I don't know how you even begin 
Where do you begin when you when you choreograph a piece? So the, the creative process can be interesting for each individual choreographer. <clears throat> like everyone mm -hmm. else has their own process. It's like writing. Like, you know, uh -huh. you may burn incense and then get in, go into a dark room or something <laughs> right. like that. Whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> but the creative process is quite different from a lot for a lot of different people. For me, per se, you know, I, I, I go to sleep with the music on. Uh, I wake up to the music. I, I listen to the lyrics as much as possible. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, I get into a very creative mode where it's not manufactured. What I mean by that is like, it's not like, okay, I'm going to go here and think I'm going to go here rather than just kind of let my body settle in and let mm -hmm. it happen. It's almost like, I don't know, cold reading, if you will. Like, you know, just, just off of the whim, let's just go off of the cuffs. And then that's where my creative juices start to flow. Uh -huh. um, now I get into a, a mode where I do it very um, subconsciously. You know, I, I try not to block out hours to choreograph. I sort of just go out throughout my day uh -huh. and just kind of create movement and live life as 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 easy as possible. But then, how do you remember your if you're choreographing it on the fly? Then how do you remember? What do you do? You film yourself? Film myself, yeah. Film myself real real quick. Oh, 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 oh. it's like an idea. Uh -huh. Oh, an idea. Let me write that down. And is it when you're dancing, is it in your head or is it in your body? Where are you remembering these moves? Oh, oh. And, uh, some some of it is is initiated with through like feeling and emotion man, and heart. Uh -huh. oh, some some things just touch you on so much on an emotional level. It doesn't that's why I say manufactured is through going through your head and trying to say, okay, let me let me form these shapes you know, on the dance floor and the shapes, yeah, shapes and movement and how, how you would love to see your class move, you know? Well, that's another thing. Cause now I'm thinking about your choreographing just yourself, but you might have, everyone might be doing something different and it has to mesh together. And, and I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about the masses, man. I'm thinking yeah. about what I would want to choreograph and how, how would this put me in a mood? Let's just say like Beyonce's new Renaissance tour album. Mm -hmm. right? I put on her album. I'm thinking about arenas. I'm thinking about yeah. concerts. So I think of that and that puts me in a mode of larger movement to please a larger crowd, you know? Whereas you take that compared to TikTok dancing, you have to mm -hmm. sit in that sort of box. Yeah, right, right. Please you know, you're you're more of a commercial. You're 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 trying to sell or promote something. It is different. Than, you know, yeah, it's much, much, much different. So, Are you watching other dancers and saying, "Oh my god, how do I do that?" Or you or that I move? Love or I, love, I get inspired all the time. I mean, uh -huh. I know I know some choreographers don't like to watch, but I love to watch. And you know what? To that point, you don't want to watch so much because subconsciously, when you get into your creative process, you end up doing what they do. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. Damn. Well, that's the thing. Is your, like, yeah, do you, do you feel like you have a defined Phil Wright style that, you know, that you don't want to, like, do you not want to be inspired too much inspiration from somebody else? Because you don't want it to bleed into your work. You don't want to dilute yeah. your voice, you know? Well, my, my inspiration comes from hard work and ethic or, or how, how they're working and how they're releasing their content rather uh -huh. than the, the actual material. Oh, I see. Or how are they promoting it or how are they editing it you know what i mean oh what's the new camera that they're using are they doing that okay you no know, are they you know what i mean so those are the things that i look for that's where my motivation 
Because I was going to ask you, because if you saw someone with some move that you've never seen before, would you try it? Would you, or would you feel like, no, that's just not mine. I can't. There's, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's, it's been done already. Uh huh. Definitely been done already. It, you know, I, I don't see anything that's, but oh wow, you know what I mean. It's more for me. It's about the work ethic more than anything else. Interesting. So how many? How, how are you changing the game from yesterday into tomorrow? You know. Okay. How, so how do you? What, what is your? What's your thought on that? How How are you doing that? It's hard because well, for me, I I, I think there should be a well. For me, I'm in a transition phase. Uh -huh. uh, uh, in 2022, no, 2020, uh, I sold my TV show to Disney Channel. Yes, I wanted to talk about that, but go yeah, tell, yeah. let's talk about it now then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the, the big worry, and let's just put this footnote, the big uh -huh. worry of every dancer is that, okay, my time is running out. Yeah. What am I do? <laughs> what yeah. am I doing when I'm not dancing anymore? You know what yeah. I mean? So I, you know... I was approached by Irene Dreyer, uh, who saw an article that was written on me about uh, teachers, uh, about parents and students dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, she said, hey, I think this is a TV show. I said, lady, you're wasting my time. I got to go teach it in class. <laughs> she goes, no, I'm serious. Nine months later, we're in Disney's office. This is when Gary Marsh was head of television and programming at Disney. Mm -hmm. And... He actually came to one of my classes and saw the the you know my my class and was inspired. And nine months later, I was able to sell a TV show, a dance competition show, to Disney Channel. Yeah. So I, let's just put that to the side really quick. My hope was okay. Yes, I'm out. I got something. You know, I, I sold the show. I don't, I don't have to dance anymore, really. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. now I can be a personality. Now I can promote myself in a different fashion. This is another mountain that I can climb and be successful at. Um, <laughs> fast forward, TV shows goes on. You know, we do not so well because it was during COVID. Yeah. Everyone's watching TV there. Everyone was watching CNN. So our timing was off. And I went back to the drawing board. I went back to teaching, you know? So, but you that, see, that's, it's a couple of interesting things. First of all, I don't think you would have sold that show had you not already built yourself up. You probably, I mean, you have a big following. So it's not like you were just a guy with an idea. Hey, here's a show. You were a guy who had built something already who went in and pitched a show, right? I mean, it's a big difference. But I don't think people realize that. A lot uh, of people are like, I got an idea. I, you know, on your first day, in yeah. LA, if you said, I want to sell a dance show, okay, well, sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. So you, you had to build it first, right? right? Yeah, and I, then the other thing is interesting is that, yeah, you're, you know, people think that you've, you're, you're never done with the, the journey never ends. Wherever you are in your career is more that you have to do. And you have to always be, you're always thinking about the next thing. And so, yeah, so you were, you were inspired. Well, I was going to ask you, yeah, because knowing that youth, you know, you, you lose your youth in every, in every creative industry, you have to be always thinking about the next thing. And so you, you're just to be more of this personality, which you kind of, which you already are. I mean, you know, you go, you are, maybe you don't realize it. <laughs> I realize it when you're booked to go to Arizona, it's, it's, it's you they're booking. It's not, it's not even, it's not even your dance moves. It's you, you know what I'm saying? I tell, I tell my students all the time, like, Dancers per se, we we spend a great amount of deal of 
creating and ultimately making these artists look great on stage. Yeah. Either on stage or we're promoting a commercial to sell something or whatnot. And a lot of times, and I've seen a lot of dancers go through this, they go through this real down phase because we spend so much energy making everyone else stars. Oh, know? really? As opposed to us being the actual star. We're stars per se among the dance community, but when it comes to the actual product of Target, Target doesn't give two pennies and a crap about us. We can be replaced under their yeah. watch. You yeah. know what I mean? But in our dance community, we're like, oh my God, Sarah's killing it. You know what I mean? But we're not per se really making our our presence known and being our own bosses and being our own stars. And I think that was something that resonated with me and I, I recognized very, very early in the game. So I, I wanted to put myself in the forefront to say, look, I know I'm helping you build your legacy, but uh -huh. at the same time, I need to build my own. Right. So that was a big, big, big thing for me. And so what are what do you do other than you know, trying to sell TV shows? What do you do to do that? I mean, I mean, ultimately, that's the big goal right there. I just want to sell IPs, you know, uh -huh. you know, to, you know, and, you know, right now I'm, I'm currently in acting classes. I take acting classes here. In really? As well. But I, I, I tell my students all the time, man, I have to open up so many doors. Open yeah. up all the doors that you can. I'm in acting class. I actually have two pitches next week with Disney and Nicole, Nickelodeon. Um, I'm on social media all the time. And, and I believe that there's three ways that you can do this. You can do this in person, mm -hmm. you can do this on social media, and you can do this on linear, on television. Right. And, and if you can have those three lanes open, constantly rolling, you know, when one door closed, God forbid we get hit with COVID again, at least my online and television is rolling. Or right. if I don't have a TV show going right now, at least I'm in person traveling from here to there. You is, know, that, is that exhausting though, traveling? Oh, dude, so exhausting. So, I mean, it's not like you want to do more of it. You're kind of okay with uh, I mean, look, I, the reason why I'm okay with it is because I'm so blessed to be able to create my to own. To do it. Stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, take downtime when I want to. I don't have a boss. I, I, I'm I'm the I'm the guy, you know? Right. So that's why there's a certain level of gratitude there. Yeah. And there was a time where no one wanted me in their city. <laughs> no one cared. So, yeah. For some people to be like, oh my God, we will love to. We will pay X amount of dollars for you to come here. Do you, now, do you camp out in one city for a week or will you go from Phoenix to Houston in one week? I, I, I used to be able to like go there and just chill out for the entire weekend or whatnot. No. So, Mike, I will fly to New York, uh -huh. get off the plane, teach two or three classes, go back to the airport, go back home the same like that's, I want to be as efficient as possible. Like yeah. I, I want to be quick, fast. And, you know, for me, if I can make X amount of dollars in six hours with me just sleeping on a plane, then that's fine. You know right. what I mean? Whereas I used to travel in my red Mitsubishi to San Francisco for 200 bucks. You know what I mean? Right, so right. It's, it's a process. So it's a level of gratitude that goes with it. But I, I, I'm fast, man. I get in and I get out. And, you know, if it, you know, whatever it takes to get it done, I get it done. Hey, it's Michael Jammin. If you like my content, and I know you do because you're listening to me, I will email it to you for free. 
Just join my watch list. Every Friday, I send out my top three videos of the week. These are for writers, actors, creative types, people like you. You can unsubscribe whenever you want. I'm not going to spam you. And the price is free. You got no excuse. To join, go to michaeljammon.com slash watchlist. And now back to what the hell is Michael Jammon talking about? I guess you're a YouTuber, right? Are you in that that community, that YouTube circle? I guess I made videos for a long time. I don't. I'm not as uh, as uh, avid as I was before. Uh-huh. But I was dropping videos every day. But now here's the problem with what I was doing: <clears throat> is that I was using music that was licensed to these big artists. Yeah. And you know, I would get notices on my YouTube all the time saying, "Hey, this is copyright infringement. You can't monetize." So I didn't. So I never made money from my YouTube per se. You know what I mean? But don't I see people on Instagram or TikTok dancing to popular songs? Don't I see that? I do that all the time. But you have to understand that 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 influences third-party companies to come after you and say, "Sure, it does." And you, oh my God, the- we see how many views you have on YouTube. Can you shoot this Febreze commercial? Oh, okay. So they're not monetizing. Those people are not monetizing their Instagram that way. They're monetizing by getting brand deals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now don't quote me on that because Uh they may be monetizing. They may be, but I'm just talking about for me, I I never had the luxury of monetizing YouTube um, because of the copyright infringement. And, and on did you teach yourself all this or did you just did you figure this out as you, as you went or was someone broke, helping you broke gets creative really quick i think yeah. we all established that man like yeah you know when you have nothing man when you're against the wall you find ways to to succeed and uh, you know fortunately i was able to find a lane and make it work a lot of my friends you know tell me they today they're like i don't know how you did it man really yeah they, really they, and I knock on wood, man, because I, I just I'm so I'm so lucky. Like, what did your family know. think of all this? My, you know, when my you're starting is, out, my, my my wife is very supportive. I have a three year old and a two year old, so they're very young. No, um, I mean you're you're the you know your family your parents. Oh, my family at home. Well, my mom yeah. passed in 2015, okay. and I, I you know I think that had a lot to do lot to do with it as well because um, you know a part of the notion of moving out to LA, I was I'm the baby of the, the family, so. I was the last one to leave. So yeah. my, my whole motivation was to make her proud, come back home, buy her a bigger house, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Up, you know, consequently taking her life um, uh-huh. in, in 2015. And it, for some reason, and no matter what you believe in or whatever, I felt like as an artist, for me, the, the universe kind of gives you an exchange for some reason. And for some reason, my, my career just... Right like, after that, you felt dude, you felt I, there was an exchange. I mean, I swear to you, I, I promise you, I promise you, it was an exchange. And I had not booked a single job in LA for two years. Uh-huh. I get those new, I get that news, and it was actually on the same day that I had booked my job. And they, uh, my sister called me. She told me the news, and at that point, I went from on cloud nine to zero. Yeah. 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 And none of it all at that point, none of it, none of it matters. You know what I mean? You put so, you give you give these jobs and you give these companies and you give all of these uh, mm-hmm. so much power over you. Uh, you. You sort of block out 
you know, the real necessity in life is, is life itself. Yeah. So, so uh, I, it, shortly after that, Mike, I just, my career just, I went crazy, you know? Wow. And YouTube started popping off. Instagram started popping off. I started to make a name for myself. People started, you know, inquiring for me and everything. So it was, it was a pretty wild period for me. And it, it was, emotionally kind of weird because I was appreciative, but not as appreciative as I would be if my mom were still. Right. Yeah. It puts it all in perspective, but so you must've been dealt. That's, I mean, people don't realize the sacrifice, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people, you took a giant sacrifice. You left your family and, and a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, they, they talk about it, but they don't do it. And so everything you gained, you paid for. Yep. You paid for it, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. And, you know what, like, like I said, I, I swear to you, I just always see it as an exchange. Yeah. I always see it as an, as an exchange. Um, and, it, you know, I tell my students all the time, you work hard at it, it'll come, you know? Uh-huh. Talent is great. That's awesome to have. But two main things are, you know, the main reason why I'm always booked is because people like me, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I love people. I love to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Hell, I invited you to my birthday party. I don't did. even know who you are. That's you <laughs> did. I said, let's get you on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I, I, I love people and I love interacting and things like that. So I tell my students all the time, you know, talent is great. It's good to have. It's a good, good weapon to have, but you have to be likable. You have to walk into a room and people light up because of you. Yeah. You always yeah. have a job if you, if you can do that. And that's, and that's very interesting because what you're describing is people have to like you. You're, what you're describing is that, that you're giving these people something. You're actually, and, and it's not entitled. It's not like, hey, look at me, I'm the star. It's what can I give you? How can I be nice to you? How can I be kind to you so that you'll like me as opposed to, me 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 me. It's really you're really putting the energy out. People be at ease. People yeah. just people will never book me on their two year tour if I'm gonna be a, a pain. You know. Yeah. Right. People are not gonna write with you for nine months straight. And people talk. People yeah. talk. You know. Yeah. I'm always just shocked when I'm on a set and some young actor or actress will you know behave well. I'm like, don't you realize that when you leave, we all talk. <laughs> we talk to our friends on other shows. You don't understand that. So, uh, you know, be nice to people. So Right, right, right. Absolutely. And then no matter how how much you trust somebody, everyone has secrets that they're going to tell. So mm-hmm. someone's yeah. going to tell to somebody else. And for whatever you, you think you trust, you know, it's it's going to leak. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's, that's funny about our industry is because networking is a huge part about our industry, mm-hmm. you know, in the entertainment world. Not just dancing, not just acting, not just writing, not just producing, just in in general. You have to network. I got hired to do an NBA commercial because one of the producer is friends with one of the parents' students that I teach. Interesting. Like literally. He yeah. was in the room and said, Man, I need a choreographer. She goes, Oh my God, this cool guy teaches my my daughter. Yeah. He goes, Okay, cool. Send him a number. But you see, that's how it works. It's like you you put the energy out there. It wouldn't have worked the other way around if you had solicited the NBA or whoever. It wouldn't have worked. I'm a core. Go away. Yeah. But when 
when you put yourself out there, people, you get discovered. It's the energy thing, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And so yeah. it's the, it, it's the opposite of what so many people think. It's like, people are always begging, hire me, hire me. And it's not, the, it's not what you have to do. It's the other way around, you know? It, it, I, the, the moment I started to pour more into myself, that's when I started working more. What do you mean pour more into yourself? When I started to make my, when I prioritized me, uh-huh. okay, the, the times mm-hmm. where I'm knocking on the door, hello, yes. hello, hello, hey, look, look at me, please, please, please. Yeah. No one would give me a time. Yes. Right. Nobody, nobody. But when I started getting my own stuff, creating my own videos, mm-hmm. that's on the street for no dime, no nothing, right. just pure investment in art. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone started to gravitate towards me and say, oh, OK, well, we'll hire you to come and teach at the studio. And look, I was only when I was knocking at the door, I was only trying to make a buck. I was just trying to make a paycheck. Right. You know? So, you know, it, it, it just. You, but but think how empowering that is, because <clears throat> you're telling people you don't have to ask for permission. Just do it. You know, it's it's, it, it's empowering. You get to do it. You don't have to ask. Just do it already. Yeah, just do it. And we're so free to do that. And that's why I always encourage dancers and any other artist to to just give that self yourself that power. You know, believe in yourself that way. Because but that that's takes. When you, that's when you attract other giants to be a part of it. But that takes me to the next thing, which is you're putting yourself out there. You're exposing yourself to judgment to ridicule you're going to get haters you probably um, you have hate everyone does yes so what is your response to that how do you deal with that i mean i i for every one hater i have i have 10 people who love me right but you but you see the hater first i, I mean see the hater. it's like the hat that drops down on the stage everyone's yeah. doing amazing and the hat drops yes down. i wonder who's going to pick up that hat. <laughs> right <laughs> but i i always you know I don't know, you know, obviously there's a part of me that that is a little disturbed by the hater. And like, you know, you always ask yourself, why? Like what what possessed you to get your two thumbs mm-hmm. and just go to chit chatting like that? Um, and I watch a lot of Gary Vee, I lot I watch a lot right. of you know, motivational speakers and you know, there's always things that they they say to kind of get me uplifted, but I'm not gonna sit up here and you know, pretend like, oh, they don't bother me and everything like that, or the cliche, they make me work harder. Uh, right. Oh, I'm bothered by it. Absolutely. Because I want to, my, my fault is I want to please everybody. Okay. The truth is you're not going to be able to do it. But do you, how do you deal with, do you block them? Do you talk with them? What do you do? And there was a point in time where I just unfollowed. I was following people unnecessarily mm-hmm. just because I wanted to be in the face, you know, and I wanted to be, but now I, I've sort of shaved down that. If I look, I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. If I was going on my Instagram page, I should be able to look at posts without even putting on the volume and liking it. Like everyone I follow is someone who I stand by and right. trust with my eyes closed. Right. It's like you're watching a video and you don't even have to turn on the volume and they're just talking. You just mm. you like it because you just like it. Right. You know what I mean? That is, that's whoever I follow is, that's that's the motivation that comes behind that. Okay, but when someone comes on your page, though, and they call you, whatever they, they say about you, do you block them? Do you unfollow? What do you do at all? Do you just ignore them? What do you do? I don't get too many. 
Okay. Um, I if there's it, it, they come in sporadic moments, but if if there's an unnecessary comment, I delete it immediately. Okay, you delete it, but you don't block. Yeah, them. because I, I I don't even block them because, you know, I've 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 blocked some people before. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare. Really, I gotta understand. I work with children. I work with kids. Okay, you know I, mean? I work with a lot of kids, so. You know, that's not much negativity around the world, you know, I mean, to say anything bad about a child. Yeah. Um, every now and then, you know, I do I do other pieces of content where I'm not with children all the time. And then I get, you know, wacky comments or whatever. But I would immediately delete it because just because I think negativity attracts more negativity, positivity yeah. attracts more positivity. So I just immediately deleted it. Yeah, something. I don't I don't want to see it. I, I don't, don't want to see it. I don't even really like read it all the way through. It's just uh-huh. see something. There are sometimes I put somebody in check, you know. I, I kind of have checked somebody, you know. And did that work? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Because then all of my fans and all of my people are like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I asked you because I'm kind of I'm relatively new to this and and uh I, I always ask people like, how do you deal with this? Because it's inter- putting yourself out there, and I think it keeps. I think this keeps a lot of people from actually putting themselves out there. The, yeah. the negativity. So yeah, no, but you know what? Sometimes it's it, it's your. It's a it's a blessing in disguise. How's that? It allows it allows the people who love you, to come to bat for you. Yeah, that's true. Bat. They come to bat and. Sometimes it's okay. So the next time you get a hater or writer uh-huh. writing, just just fall back. Don't even say anything. Just I do that in. sometimes. Hey, I'm know, not as good at it as you are. I'm not I as know, involved. Just just, so. just fall back. Just fall back <laughs> and just and just let. Because let. sometimes they they sometimes you don't get that reaction. Sometimes you get other people saying yeah, and they and they jump on. It. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> but then that's when you swipe and delete. Real. That's really when you. You just yeah. never know. I've had you get some. I get some of that. I think someone's going to defend me, and instead, I get someone else piling on. I'm like, yeah. oh man. But but you know what? It's good. It's good to know that you have people that support you in a way that they will. Yeah. Go to you. you know. Yeah. What I mean? So I think you know that that that's important to do every now and then. But for the most part, my I, I erase it, take it off mm-hmm. because I don't want more people to be attracted to that idea of that negativity. I just can't. Do you still collaborate with with other dancers and, and choreographers, or, or no, not so much anymore? Not too much. I used to, um, uh-huh. not so much, um, because I'm just my my thought process for is for the next ten years. Yeah, I, I want to get into a world where I'm, you know, sitting behind a desk and and I'm able to create. Um, yeah, there are, there are handful few. But create what? Uh, you know, ideas, ideas, television shows. Uh huh. You know, um, um, also selling like, you know, uh, recreational programs. Like there's this program I was just on America's Got Talent and we went on as the parent jam. Mm-hmm. So our kids and parents can dance with one another, which was modeled yeah. after that. You yeah. know, so, I'll, you know, I'm trying to see if we can license that in recreational centers uh-huh. and dance studios. And maybe I can sort of get that abroad but that's a work in progress so i mean it, it seems real smart this little niche you got yourself because parents will spend anything on their kids oh yeah and, and they, then, would do, they would do anything for their kids yeah right so, you know they would get on the dance floor and that's what sort of kind of propelled the the idea because they were able to get on you know they, they, 
Oh, I, I'm a lawyer, dude. I yeah, but I love I love my daughter, so I'll do yes, it. right, <laughs> right. They're uh, at that age until they yeah. get older. Then, then yeah, they stop. So, just thinking about like you know trying trying to expand that idea, uh-huh. um, trying to be in that world, trying to be in uh you know land up a couple gigs as an actor. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Uh, trying to pitch another idea for a television show. You know, mm-hmm. just. Trying to fill the void of, of, of being an entertainer fully. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm inspired by what you've done. I really am. Because, you know, who are you? You're the guy, you're just a guy who built it. That's all. You're a guy who built it. Thank you know? You. Thank you. It, it's you know, it gets hard, you know, obviously. There are times mm-hmm. where I work a little too much. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, man. It that's that's the tough part. You know, balancing, you know. You mean being on the road? Yeah, being on the road and just not working. Just not, not. And it's hard because we're working when we're not working. Yes. So, you know, there's no, there's no punch in and punch out clock with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's tough. So getting the brain to like relax and just actually sit down and watch a movie and not worry about camera angles. Or how did he say this line to make him funny? Yeah, it's really, I've I've lost, and I'm, which is I'm trying to get back to. I've lost the concept of just being a consumer. Well, you know it's interesting though, because you're a dance. You know when you go to acting, the, the first thing they try to get you to do is be in your body. But you are a dance. You are in your. I mean that's something you probably know better than other actors. How to be in your. How to be comfortable in your body, and how not to be. And how not to be afraid of movement that might look weird. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have this comfort in you. And also you're just naturally comfortable. You seem like a naturally comfortable person. Yeah, you know? yeah I'm fine with who I am. And yeah. you know, I had to work on that to be okay with, you know. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm from very the deep down south of Miami, Florida. So I didn't speak as well as I do now. You know, I'm uh-huh. still that now. My parents... You know, I, I come from a city where they put gold teeth in their mouths, pants, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it was a very, uh, you know, rough part of the city. Right. So, and and I'm still working on that, you know, just continuously molding myself, you know, so it, it takes time and it's a process. What do, you, what do you think of this? So now that you're getting into acting or in the acting classes, what do you think of it? I mean, what's your. It's so hard, bro. It People don't realize it. You know what? I made a post the other day about how hard I, and people got on me for that because, you know, laying bricks is hard. Well, yes, laying bricks is hard, but being on camera <laughs> and being an actor, like yeah. being good at it is hard, you know? It's incredibly hard. Now, I will say I have the the comfortable state of performing. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. You get me standing up. I got my I got my script. Okay, good. All right, good. Let's go. I, yeah. I, get, I love that. I love that adrenaline rush. But the words on the page are uh, like we're fighting, like you know. And then my acting yeah. does this, and I have a big problem of, with you know sometimes ad living, ad living. Yeah, goes, the writers, the yeah. writers, they're hired for a reason. Okay. Yeah. You think you're gonna make it better? <laughs> well, well, there's right, there's truth to that. I mean, like if you were dancing. In a big number with a bunch of dancers, you don't get to ad lib if everyone's doing. You know, you got to do your your piece. You know, yeah. yeah so. He always said he would always say, "If it's on the page, it was well thought out, and that's yeah. the way I want you to say it." Unless yeah. you're 
Leonardo DiCaprio or Denzel yeah. can't do what you want. You know, well, what was your what was your reason for going for ad libbing? Is because you couldn't remember it, or because memorizing lines are very hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, very hard. And not only that, memorizing and then attaching feeling and emotion to it—it's mm -hmm. incredibly hard. And yeah. then doing that in different ways and facets of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then taking direction. Okay, I did it this way. Okay, Phil, cut. can we uh, do that on the up now? As but maybe it's maybe being an on-air personality is more, as opposed to an actor. Maybe that's more your thing, you know? Yeah, no, definitely that's that's where I live, my personality. Uh -huh. Right. But, you're... you know, the acting world, the reason why I keep challenging myself in that way is because I never know if, what if what if another TV show does pop off for me? Right. I have to be ready. Like I can't drop that ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I and it also keeps me constantly reading. It keeps yeah. Me, keeps me, you know, and and that's how I, I kind of see it. I go to the acting class once a, once a week. Uh -huh. you know, have that, and I block out that time specifically for that, just because it's not only just for like you know my goals and aspirations, but it's more for like. Just, training and reading and understanding scripts yeah and enriching yourself yeah yeah myself and i, I you know i love comedy that's why I was yeah. to your, your page yeah you just you're naturally funny so it's just like dude. It, it, it is it's all none of it's easy i know i, I hope not. i make it look easy <laughs> you know i i made a post the other day it's like you know i got a lot of stuff i don't post because that's because when I watch it the next day, this sucks. <laughs> I'm not posting it. And then people are like, put it up anyway. No, I'm not going to put it up. No. Yeah. I'm not See, now, I, I, okay, so, uh, all right. So I have an opinion about that. So, uh -huh. like, fuck, okay. And this is a quick story because I know we're moving. But yeah, I post everything. Everything. Every single thing that is in my camera roll, I try to post in some way. I try to. Why? Because, look. There is, we're, I feel like we're in a service business. Okay. And you you hear this whole slogan of quality over quantity. Right. This and that. <clears throat> and my whole notion is this, man. Look, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know? Okay. And, and, and just hear me out. I yeah, I'm going to hear, I'm going to listen to you. Just hear me out. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I'll give an example. My biggest YouTube video, okay, uh -huh. is Baby Shark. Okay. Me in the middle of the classroom, Baby Shark, do, 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 do. Guess how many views that has? I don't want to, 10 million? <laughs> I don't know. Now, now mind you, I've yeah. choreographed for MC Hammer. Right. I've been on the road. I've, I've choreographed commercials, national commercials. I've, I've danced with Party B, Dodge, all of this. My top grossing video, Mike, yeah, on YouTube has a quarter of a billion views. Oh my god, wow! And it's me standing in the middle of a wow. classroom saying, Baby shark, do 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 do. Isn't that weird? Now, let's let's go back. Oh my god, as a choreographer, yeah, as a professional choreographer, right? Right, answer. I look at that and say, hell no, I'm not right. posting that. Right. I can get crapped on easily, right. right? I posted that and that just, I say that, I tell you that story just because that put me on a different map. 
I, yeah, I'm sure it did. Put me on a different map. And had I been so particular about that moment, had I been so mm -hmm. judgmental and critical on myself and yeah. so hard and like try to pick the bits out of it, I, yeah, I know you're gonna right. have a hard no. You make a good case. No, you make a very compelling case. Yeah, and, and you know it. It is a battle. It's a battle because you know we go through it all the time. We want our best material to be viewed at all times. Right. But I'm telling you, you are in the service business. It does not matter if one person doesn't like it. I'm telling you, there are going to be people out in the middle of America in Idaho yeah. who thinks that joke is funny. I know. Not everyone's going to laugh, but I get it. And guess what? That might be the kid that might make a difference in your career. Right. So well, the thing is, you know, because you're, 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 I, I totally see where you're coming from. But you know, today, for things to really go viral, it's really, it has to be almost controversial. It has to be so extreme. It almost has to be, you know, that's why hate does really well on the internet, you know, because it gets people riled up. Yeah. And I, I often say to myself, yes, but is that what I want to be? You know what I'm saying? Is that what I, and no. so, and I know we're not really talking about that. We're talking about jokes that maybe aren't that funny, but I also have to worry about people, my colleagues, my, my co comedy writer friends, you know, I, uh, and I have many that follow me, some, you know, bigger than I am, uh, many bigger than I am. <laughs> and I don't want them to think I'm, you know, terrible at my job. Yeah. No, I, and, and that's, that's the problem though. That, yeah. that is the problem because ultimately not, not all the time, but the, the, the people you least expected are the people who are going to put money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. The people that you're worried about aren't the people usually putting money in your pocket. Yeah. Or yeah. giving you an opportunity. So, you know, you, I, you have to take that with, you know, take that into consideration. And yes, there is a there is a, a streamline there. Don't just put up trash. Yeah. Obviously. But you should be a little bit more lenient with yourself and your art when it comes to posting and, and marketing yourself in the way. But you Phil, you have given us, I can tell you, you've given this a lot of thought. You've given all of this a lot of thought. It's because of experience though. That's only, uh -huh. only, but only because of what I've been through. You know, the, the, the top jobs that I've booked in my uh -huh. entire life sometimes aren't the most enjoyable. They're not, uh -huh. they're, you know, and guess what? Those top jobs, <laughs> Don't even pay top dollar. <laughs> really? Really? No. Wow. Obviously, okay, my TV show, yes, yeah. Uh -huh. But I'm talking about like working for a national commercial because you have to you also have to understand that choreographers don't have a union. Right. Um, dancers have a union, but choreographers, I, I choreographed a commercial last month and mm -hmm. the dancers made more than I did. Really? It's because I'm my own boss and I don't have a union to protect me. Right. Do you have an agent or manager, though? I do have an agent. I do. Uh, I work with a manager who's on a theatrical side. Yeah. OK, so they don't do they don't handle this part. Of it. No, no, no. But, you right. know, what? honestly, and it took me a long time to get to there because I just hate the. I don't like the middleman. Yeah. I don't like people negotiating for me and telling me what I'm worth. I hate that. I hate I, I just don't, I grind my teeth every day about it because I just feel like there's a, a slew of roster of people that they're trying to satisfy. Yeah. 
bottom of the barrel. I just yeah. got added onto their team. Mm -hmm. They have to come in. I don't like kissing ass. I don't want to bring you cookies because you. Well, that's another thing. A lot of people think that an agent or manager is going to make your career. And I'm yelling, no, guys, you got to make your own career. Even when you have, even if you have one of them, you got to make your own career. Right. And it, it, even in that motion, I, I, I do believe in entertainment lawyers. You do have to have. Yes. Lawyers. Yes. And get get you a good lawyer. Yep. Get your contracts and and get you in good standings. But you know, uh, but yes, I currently do have an agent, and we're we're happy. We're good. Everything's working. Everything's it's so good. interesting. So but, we work in in different parts of the field of entertainment, and I I say the same thing. Agent, the manager. Uh, sorry, the lawyer is worth every penny. The lawyer. I just got an email from my lawyer for a contract worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worth every penny, but. You know, sometimes I don't know, man. I, once again, uh, this is a, a challenge for me. I've been trying to get around to just mm -hmm. trusting and letting them handle that that, mm -hmm. that section. Whereas I was always in control. Email Phil Wright in seven, and I was the one who's, hey, this is Max, not Max. This is yeah, me. right. Hey, Max, Phil is busy at the moment. What would you like to book? <laughs> you know what I mean? Intr yeah, right. That way you're not the bad guy. That is man, smart to do that as well. Exactly. That way you're not the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. No, you got it figured. I don't know, man. I, you're very impressive. You got it all. You're younger than me and you've got it more figured out than me. So I feel I like know. you're impressive. I'm, I'm climbing up the ladder, man. I don't know. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing. Uh, I'm absolutely very impressed uh, by everything you've built. And, uh, and uh, let me let me let me tell everyone where they can find you as we wrap up our. So you have a website, dancewithphil.com. Check and also follow everyone. Follow him on social media. Is it the same? What is your handle? I should I, I didn't look that up. Yeah, um, on social, social media Instagram is at Phil underscore Right underscore. That's P H I L underscore Right W R I G H T underscore. And just go check out what he's doing. It's just very positive. Uh, you carved out a small little niche for yourself, and by giving, now you get. It's just like you're saying. It's a trade. Everything is a trade. Everything is you know, yeah. And I think, I, you know, even even like I'm going to take a nice insert of this and I'm posting uh -huh. it on Instagram. Oh, you will? You know, you, absolutely. <laughs> you know what, though? I, it's funny when you, when you mentioned MC Hammer. I actually I actually directed him on the phone right here where I'm sitting. But he, it wasn't on Zoom, so I took a picture of my phone. But um, that's it. I go, I, I go, oh, Hammer, I'm taking a picture of the phone. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he's awesome, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he was, he was very sweet. This is funny. Oh, oh, 50 so years ago. So legendary. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, talk about yeah. Anyway, Phil, thank you so much, Phil. Right, everyone, go check him out. It was a real pleasure talking with you. Wonderful conversation. All right, everyone, we got more great stuff next week. Until then, just keep creating. Be like Phil. <laughs> Love it. So now we all know what the hell Michael Jammin's talking about. If you're interested in learning more about writing, make sure you register for my free monthly webinars at michaeljammin.com slash webinar. And if you found this podcast helpful or entertaining, please share it with a friend and consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. That really, really helps. For more of this, whatever the hell this is, follow Michael Jammin on social media at Michael Jammin Writer. And you can follow Phil Hudson on social media at Phil A. Hudson. This podcast was produced by Phil Hudson. It was edited by Dallas Crane. And music was composed by Anthony Rizzo. And remember, you can have excuses or you can have a creative life. But you can't have both. See you next week. <laughs>